0: Hello and welcome to another episode of Just Emergencies. I'm Rebecca Richards and in today's episode I'm joined by Professor Florencia Luna to discuss her layered conception of vulnerability. Professor Florencia Luna is the Programme Director of Bioethics at FLAXO, the Latin American School of Social Science, and she's also a Principal Researcher for the National Council for Scientific and Technical Research. Her research interests include international research ethics, research in developing countries, gender, and, of particular relevance to us, vulnerability. She's an influential voice in vulnerability research and has written extensively on it, including a book entitled Bioethics and Vulnerability, A Latin American View. Please note that this episode was recorded before the new Argentinian abortion law passed in December 2020. This is Just Emergencies, the podcast where we show that global health emergencies are anything but just. In each episode, we'll explore an issue, question or event that makes us think about global health emergencies, humanitarian crises and how to best respond to them. Without further ado, let's get into the episode. Hi Florencia, uh, thank you so much for joining us today and welcome to the Just Emergencies podcast. Hi, Rebecca. How are you? I'm good. Thank you. I'm very excited to be talking to you. As I've said, I've um, heard a lot about you and obviously throughout the project, we work, we have a mutual research interest, which is vulnerability. Um, So you, you've written some very influential work in this area. Could you explain to us please what your conception of vulnerability is?
1: So I began interested in vulnerability when I read uh, an article of Carol Levine et al. and they were criticizing very strongly this concept and they were taking the so-called traditional approach. And I still think it is a very relevant and important concept. So. What I tried was to give a new conceptualization to this concept in order to avoid stereotyping, that vagueness, uh, and the problems, most of the problems they were thinking. So one of the problems, I thought, was that they were thinking in a label, like, well, old people are vulnerable, pregnant women are vulnerable and the issue is more than thinking in labels i say well i will use the metaphor of layers what i think is that we should think in the functioning of the concept and this functioning is relational and dynamic so it interacts with the context and vulnerabilities may change with the context so i think that instead of thinking in like these categories that these traditional analysis suppose we should think in layers because i think that this traditional view there is in a way some essentializing in this kind of analysis supposing that these are the people that are vulnerable what i try to show is that it's not something essential it's not a category it varies with the context so for example i give example of being a woman per se you are not vulnerable but if you live in argentina where your reproductive rights are not respected and if you have an unwanted pregnancy you cannot terminate your pregnancy, you acquire a layer of vulnerability. The more layers you have, the more vulnerable you are. So that, that was my first and initial way of thinking vulnerability. So what I began was trying to think first, like what we have to do is to identify different layers. And we have to see how harmful they are and how probable they are, how probably probable they will get to a, appear or render someone really harm that person. And also, I thought that what we needed was to evaluate those layers in order to then see how how we can operate with that. And uh, I begin thinking in two key concepts one is that uh well layers for me they are dispositions and in one of the characteristics of dispositions is that they need something to be triggered so when there are these trigger conditions these uh these triggers or these stimulus conditions the vulnerability will be triggered and the person will be harmed. So I think this is very important. If we have stimulus conditions near, we are in a worse situation and we will have to find the ways to avoid that or minimize or whatever. So that's one key concept. And the second one, uh, which I take uh, from the work of uh, uh, Wendy Rogers, uh, Catriona Mackenzie, Emile Lange, etc. is the idea of cascade. I think that some of these layers may have this cascade effect. Um, and I, I say that I, I take it from them because they use this idea and they call it pathogenic vulnerability. In in their view, there are sources or layers of vulnerability may exacerbate existing vulnerabilities or generate new ones. A layer may bring in many other layers or several ones and may render the person more and more vulnerable. And I think that in practice, what we can do then is identify layers of vulnerability see if there are stimulus conditions that may trigger that vulnerability we have to try to avoid that and also see if there is some of these vulnerabilities these uh, layers of vulnerabilities have this cascading effect. So uh, what I think is that once you identify these characteristics you can rank the different layers of vulnerabilities. And in this sense, you can set different obligations, like avoid exacerbating vulnerabilities, eradicate them if you can, sometimes you cannot, so you will have to minimize them. And very importantly, empower persons in order to be able to avoid or minimize
0: eradicate those vulnerabilities. So you mentioned there that um, identifying these layers would then give us an opportunity to potentially rank the vulnerabilities. Within those vulnerabilities, can some layers of vulnerability be thicker or thinner? So how do you compare between those layers to rank them?
1: Well, I even if I... Uh I like very much the work of, for example, Wendy Rogers and the colleagues, but not the one of taxonomy. I don't think that we can set a a taxonomy really. Uh, I think that layers are uh, flexible. They may change, so there might be thicker, as you are saying, in the sense that they are more harmful and more probable from others that are thinner because they might not be so problematic. So I say, well, you can rank in order to say, well, if I am a policymaker and I have to design or I want to solve the problem of, I don't know, old people. I need to rank which are the more important vulnerabilities and layers, which are the ones that are more probable to occur and in that sense, you need this kind of work, but I'm not thinking in something rigid. I think that we have to stay in the tune with the layers and allow ourselves to this dynamism and i think this is very difficult because we like taxonomies we like to think that things are put in order and that we can rank them and they stay like that orderly classified but i think reality and vulnerability is not like that and we live in a flexible world with a context that interacts with, and different people receive the same stimulus in a different way. So we have to um, accept this flexibility and uh, you have to do the difficult work of thinking, thinking through each situation. That's my (laughs) way of thinking. Uh, I think that layers of vulnerability, the richness and the interesting thing is accepting that they are like that. For example, now with COVID, we have found uh, and in many developing countries, this is quite problematic, that many health staff is also vulnerable to COVID. And you can say, well, they've got a layer because maybe they do not have the, the kind of Peak vulnerabilities you were saying. Now, this is one kind of layer. We can say these are people that are educated, for example, but we can see also that a stimulus condition might be not having the adequate protection. If in their jobs, they don't have the proper equipment and they haven't been taught on how to use them properly and what are the safety procedures they have to use they will probably get COVID. so this is a stimulus conditions that once you identify and you see that it may trigger that that vulnerability you have to in this case eradicate and have for example or know that this is the problem
0: yeah, and I think um, something that I think is very important about your model, and you mentioned it there, um, what, is this idea that people are rendered vulnerable, and that that is very much influenced by their circumstances. Um, and I think particularly, as you mentioned, in the COVID-19 pandemic there, because it's All across the world, we're seeing so many different circumstances that are rendering people vulnerable in different ways. So I I think that's very important. And I'm assuming that that's an important part of then trying to make policy decisions to try and unrender people vulnerable and reverse those dispositional circumstances that they're in.
1: Yeah, I think that if you can, like, all those layers, it's like you will be able to at least know what is going on and how to design, for example, different public policies for each of the layers and they might be different.
0: Fantastic. Thank you so very much for giving us a, excuse the pun, multi-layered account of vulnerability. (laughs) Um, Thank you very much for, for taking the time and talking with us today. It was a pleasure, a pleasure. So that's it for today. We hope you enjoyed the episode. Episode transcripts are available below the episode description. We also have show notes on our website, where we not only list all the references mentioned in this episode, but also give you some further resources if you're interested in learning more about today's topic. If you have any questions, comments, or ideas for topics you'd like to hear about in future episodes, please email us at gheed.ac.uk. We're also on Twitter as at Mitra and rev underscore Richards. Be sure to check out and explore our website, Justice and Global Health Emergencies and Humanitarian Crises. For more great content, just go to www.ghe.law.ed.ac.uk Thanks for listening and see you again for the next episode. This podcast is edited and produced by Rebecca Richards and made with funding from the Wellcome Trust.